0: and welcome back to another episode and a brand new season of mind your peas if you're a returning listener then welcome back and if you're new here welcome to the show make sure you go back and have a listen of some of our older episodes we've had some really great conversations i'm really excited to get back to talking about all the things that we love purpose people philanthropy and if this episode was a pea then it would definitely be purpose Our guest today is my girl crush, Masami Sato, founder and CEO of B1G1, a global giving initiative that helps businesses to make giving a part of their everyday. I followed Masami's journey for years and I absolutely love everything that she's about and I think you will too. Let's jump straight in. Masami Sato, it's such a pleasure to meet you. I've followed your work for a number of years now, and it's really exciting to have you on the Mind Your Peas podcast. Welcome. Oh, Thank you. Uh, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Masani, tell us a bit about you and, and, and the wonderful B1G1 business that you've created.
1: Okay. Um, so, you know, when you hear the name of our initiative, B1G1, you, you might think, like, what is it about? <laughs> <laughs> right? So B1G1 actually originally stood with the idea of buy one, give one. That's why it's B1G1. Um, so in 2007, which is like 14 years ago, we actually imagined this world where everything we do in our day-to-day life would transform our world in positive ways. So just imagine, for example, every time you have a cup of coffee, a child receives access to life-saving water, or every time you purchase a book, and learn something great for yourself. You can help educate a child or plant a tree to protect the environment. Or so, B1G1 works with actually businesses of all types around the world and help them embed effective giving in their day-to-day business activities. And as a result, they come together to create this world full of giving. So um, now, today, B1G1 has nearly 3,000 businesses from many different countries. And those businesses have so far created more than 260 million giving impact to date. So that's B1G1. And I'm the founder and I'm Masami. So you may know like this name is Japanese name. I uh, was born in Japan, uh, so I'm Japanese, but B1G1 is um, based in Singapore, the global headquarter is based in Singapore, so that's where I live right now. <laughs> Brilliant, Th- thanks Masami,
0: and so help, help us understand the practicalities of it, so if I'm mm. a small business and I sign up to B1G1, that- how do I start that giving
1: process? Okay, so normally, um, how the conventional giving or CSR or charitable giving work is like, for example, businesses might pledge like, oh, we just give $1,000 to this charity and stand on the stage to show the check or uh, it could be like doing a charity ball or campaign or so that's kind of what people understand as a normal form, form of giving. But b one is very different because we uh, help businesses actually think about some of the positive activities that happen in their business, such as, you know, every time they serve a client or every time their project is completed by their team or every email they send or every um, meeting that they have or Zoom call they have. So when they have these positive activities in their business, then we give them a list of projects. Today, we have more than 450 carefully selected and vetted high-impact projects from around the world. So businesses can say every time we complete a project we want to uh, give one year's you know education support to a child in need or every time we create a new client we want to give a goat to a family so that this family can actually improve their financial position and then have a greater life or so um, it's always about the impact-based giving and then also it's About embedding giving and creating the habit of giving. And then we make sure 100 percent of the giving that they do will be passed on to those projects that we choose to list in the one-to-one platform. Uh, Yeah, so that's the kind of model. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I really, I really like it. And
0: I think I'm really interested in understanding about the Mm -hmm. habit of of giving and that culture piece, Masami, Mm -hmm. because that's you know, it's concepts like yours are um an actual real impacts that you're making in the world is fantastic and you know you know how much I love this I love this giving approach but many many people don't don't know about it yet don't know how mm. to do it businesses are not sure you know is it going to take people away from their day-to-day job how would you
1: approach that mm. um so because our aim is really to help business of any size or you know, at any stage of development to be able to get started rather than saying like, one day when we have time or when we are more successful, we will do something. You know, like That's so easy to kind of say, we are not ready yet to, to get started. But the B1J1 idea is really, uh, to understand that, uh, you know, we can only transform this world when we start taking the action and when we do it together, not alone. So. Um so that's why, uh, if you look at the B1G1 project list, do you realize that uh, the giving opportunities start with as little as one cent? You know, even one cent can give uh, help to provide access to life saving water to one person for one day. Because what we do is to take these like important projects, you know, activities, and then look at breaking it down into a micro unit um, of action, and you know, it's kind of. Uh, Act of kindness, you know, one unit of act of kindness, and then we list it on our list. So it's almost like Amazon for kindness, and people can choose, like, based on oh, I want to uh, plant trees, or uh, you know, uh, help uh, clean up the ocean, or uh, provide support to disabled people, or so. You know, you can search and find a project and uh, find a way to get started. You know, if. Even one cent can create an impact, then there is no reason for us to say, oh, we are not ready yet. And then also, when you think about your business activities, then Uh, every day we are doing something great, something meaningful, you know, sending nice email or uh, having a nice conversation to actually making a sale or completing a project. So these are the things that's happening already in our day-to-day business. So if we don't worry about the size of impact or giving that you can do or create, then we all can start with just one thing, one small thing. And then by making that habit, Uh, of our business then long term we can accumulate this you know power of small impacts into tangible like large impact and deliver that together uh, with many other businesses doing different things yeah love it and is that what you mean by the power of small masami Mm. Yeah, power of small is an interesting concept because we often think we have to be impressive, you know, do some big thing and become very successful or famous, or otherwise we feel like we haven't achieved enough. (laughs) So, but the thing is, um, small small things are quite often more powerful. First of all, because we don't need to wait to get started. So, that's kind of one power of small. (laughs) And second part is when you are doing small things, continuously then these small things give us the opportunity to learn rather than let's wait until we can do big thing and let's do big thing because what happened with big thing is that when you try to suddenly do a big thing you you don't know what kind of like uh, consequences we might experience but when we start with small things then every time those small things are happening we are actually learning and then go like oh let's change that optimize it Know, uh, enhance it. Start with the simple, but we can do more later. So okay. that learning journey, that small things give us, is very, very profound, and that actually helps us to eventually create a habit of good behavior <laughs> that benefits yeah. us and the world.
0: Yeah, and it's it's it was like business, isn't it? One of the greatest pieces of advice I was given is. You know, business plans are great. Theory is wonderful. Research is powerful, but there's mm. nothing more important than just getting started and mm-hmm. uh, and just trying things and speaking to real clients and developing everything from there. Mm. So it's a similar kind of approach. Miss Sammy, what's been the most surprising thing that you've discovered about people since starting B1G1?
1: Um, I, I I think what's so easy to do um, in any circumstance is to have a fixed perception about things or people. And then also it's easy to uh, misunderstand you know things based on what we see, what we hear, what people say, and but the thing is, if we remove this judgment and fix the thinking about this is how things should be, you know, or this is the right way to make an impact, or so when we remove that fixed perception and be open and to understand that the real sustainable change or real positive impact or transformation can only happen collectively, like rather than. Pursuing like one right and wrong method, uh, then you discover how all these different pieces of puzzle, such as different, you know, people with unique background or even personality or different running different businesses, having different aspirations or even opinions about certain things, it's very important that we actually create a space to let them come together, because when we can create a space where people come together with the sense of um, giving and contribution and openness, then that's when the magic happens. It's not when we are just hanging around with people we naturally like or naturally understand, or, you know, but when we actually listen to people who have a different ideas, uh, different approach, but let them be who they are, having that common ground set, you know, uh, centrally together, then we see so much goodness and so much magic. And so I love being in this space of giving, not because like it's actually raised lots of money for charities or not, that's not really the primary motive because I think that the humanity and the uh, genuine you know, you know, innovative creative minds can actually solve so many issues. Um, so I think that learning from our differences Uh, very very important (laughs) absolutely and
0: and you know we talk about um that one of the antidotes to sort of stress at work or you know anxiety or challenges is to stop what you're doing do something for someone else and expect Mm -hmm. nothing in return whether that's
1: Mm -hmm. 10 minutes Do, do you do you agree with that yeah, totally. Um, so when I have my own challenges <laughs> and feel a bit low or down, um, uh, I really like think of the people I met along the way who had greater challenges in life. And when you really appreciate, you know, the people who are making effort and trying to create the good things and, um, Uh, then your own challenges become small. So I think there is this like a power in the way we perceive what's happening because what's happening is not necessarily good or bad or defeat you as it is, but how you see those things and how you respond to those things uh, define what happens next. So I feel like uh, quite often when we compare and then uh, it's easy to compare with Uh, better things out there. You know, like uh, I'm not successful enough because there are people who are more successful or we are not rich enough because there are people who have more money. (laughs) So it's easy to compare with better things out there. But when we realize that um, when we are challenged and uh, have our own, own issues, actually when we recognize the greater challenges out there then you realize that you actually have the power to do something no matter how small and you are actually good enough (laughs) today, then that actually gives us the power and the motivation and encouragement to keep going. So I think it's Yes, it's so. a wonder, wonderful <laughs> message and sometimes it's
0: it's very very hard to to um to live that when you're feeling those challenges and when you're feeling those frustrations how do you help your team what do your team do in terms of that
1: positive culture that that mm. culture of giving that impact mm. um, culture is not something you can create overnight <laughs> and you have, you need to do it intentionally but also you need to do it with like integrity and authenticity as well. So um, when we were still you know, having a small team, but we decided that we want to start looking at defining our own culture. We actually did engage the team at that time to really think about the uh, you know, qualities that we want to have or we have to have in this workspace together in order for us to achieve the shared vision. So first of all, business need to have a very, very clear sense of mission and purpose. And that needs to be communicated across everywhere so that when you are attracting people to come to work with you, those people already opt into uh, that mission and value and culture. So that's very important. So it doesn't come as like a surprise and something that's imposed on people. Um, But also definition of culture need to be done together with the people inside the organization because they will be the one to actually commit to something and share that together. So if it was like, okay, our company have to do this, everybody need to follow these rules, then it's never going to really become a culture. But when people feel that they chose this, they designed this, they um, chose to be here, and to encourage each other so that we can all become the maximum expression of these values, then that's when the culture starts to take place. So um, in our own organization, this is a work in progress, ongoing effort, but we always um, talk about our own culture, which is, uh, we, we, we have an acronym to remember this, so everybody knows, which is called do care values. So, um, so this uh, six letters, Stands for different uh, value. Which is, so let, let's start from the first one. So D is desire to improve, um, or is open-mindedness. C is courage. Uh, A is accountability. R is respect, and then E is enjoyment. So. We know that basically these six things need to come together. It's not just about you know integrity and accountability because we need to also enjoy <laughs> what we are doing, or we need to be always open-minded to uh, consider new ideas, or we need to exercise our courage when uh, there is a the right thing to do. Then we need to s- stand with that. Or so all these things are important, and then with the context that's being added, like do care means doing and caring together can really create a world full of giving. So for us, like the making it easy for everybody to remember and bringing it, it up every time, like our team sharing or quarterly uh, reviews or, you know, everything we do, like even the project that we pick, we, we need to make sure that we are exercising this do care values in everything we do, every decision we make. So that's kind of what we do, um, but I'm sure, like a lot of different businesses, have a different ways to design this and um, continue to build on their culture.
0: <laughs> I, I I love that it's it's we we've been through this process. We've got three. Core values, and and there's this sort of game that we do now, which is right, okay, on the spot. Who remembers Mm. the value and and Mm. who's lived it? And I I read a wonderful story this week um, about an organization who has a company employee gift card, and the it it can only be given by other employees. Mm. And it's when someone displays one of the values of the company, they give them this gift card, and it can only be passed on when when someone else displays the value, and you can never get it back unless the whole organisation has has um, displayed a, a value, mm, and it's just mm. just something really really powerful actually. But Ms. tell me about um, the 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 power of business philanthropy. I mean, what mm. you know, what 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 does that do? What can it do both for for people and for communities
1: mm. um, and for business? I think- yeah, I think like philanthropy alone cannot really transform the world, but it's an important element. Um, so for example, I think when uh, businesses start to actually make a difference and contribute positively and thinking beyond their day-to-day business and the profitability, and, and to uh, set the goal to create more abundance in the organization so that they can create more impact. So this expansive mindset naturally transformed the business, which is very positive for the development of business. Because you know, team members are not always motivated by like, oh, this year we're going to create this much profit or something like that. But if they are feeling that deeply feeling that what they are doing on a day-to-day basis is actually making a great impact, not in, on, on the clients and customers as well, but also on the lives of people around the world, then that can have a really positive impact. But at the same time, we believe that this like giving thinking will unlock many more great things in the business, um, day-to-day decision making. So for example, like, uh, you know, we don't think it's just one thing or the other, it's always about one end next. So once we start something that we can do today, then the next step for business is maybe to think about how to become more sustainable in all aspects, Like, so we shouldn't be just donating and said, because we are donating, so we are doing good and we don't need to do anything else. But because we are giving business, as a giving business, we are making other decisions that we stand for. And then, if businesses decide to conserve resources or treat the employees, you know, very fairly and care about them, or uh, support, you know, volunteer their time or you know, skills or expertise or all those things, like we can continue to uh, try and expand. And so, transformation of this business mindset, rather than you know single-handedly focused being focused on the uh, maximization of profit to maximization of positive impact and value and benefit that like when businesses move to that direction then there's so much good that we can create together
0: yeah I mean that's that's we, we we've had some wonderful guests talk about this more than profit approach and that you know people come way before profit and, and it's actually by engaging with your people that you can achieve some mm. wonderful things but I love that principle is you know think of yourself as a giving business and let it filter through all parts of the organization internally mm. and externally it's, it's a wonderful thing and and Masami you um have spoken before about growing your business and losing sight slightly losing sight of your purpose talk can you talk mm. to us a bit about that
1: um, so before b1j1 <laughs> I, I first started uh, business at one, my first business 20 years ago and I um, because I was a foodie (laughs) and I worked in food businesses before and I was a chef before. And so um, I started a food company because I believe that every person in the world should be able to have nourishing um, good quality food with the family, no matter how busy they are. So um, I had a food company then. um, And for the first five years when we were working on this business, like. I was so determined, you know, to continue no matter how difficult things were in the initial phase because I started the business wanting to make a difference, wanting to give back. And um, for me, like in my young age, I had opportunity to travel around the world backpacking. And I saw like many things that I didn't really know what to do about, like uh, children being homeless and begging on the street or not being able to go to school or, people with physical disability not having any support and sleeping on the street or seeing these things, like I didn't know what to do. But when I had my child, like my daughter 20 years ago, I decided to do something, no matter how small. And that's why I became an entrepreneur. And I started my business believing that uh, with my own company, I could decide how I would use this business to make a difference. So my pledge was to give all the profits away to help feed and educate the street kids. But what happened was over the five years when this company was developing and um, eventually we moved to from New Zealand to Australia. And then we had this uh, packaged frozen meal company which was distributing um, frozen meals to more than uh, 150 stores in different states in Australia. So at that time, like one point of time, I realized that, that um, I wasn't doing anything yet because I was too busy. You know, We were putting all the money back into business to try to build a new freezer room or a new pack, get new packaging. Or, so continuously we had things coming up that we could spend the money on. So that idea of one day we will give all the profits away wasn't coming to, to us. <laughs> so that's why the transformation and transition from you know, this one day thinking to let's do something now and today. And when we decided that uh, for every product sale, sell, every packet of frozen meal we sell, we will help give, you know, contribute uh, one meal to a child so that this child gets encouraged to come to school to have the free meal. And that also increased the education rate, you know, for the children. And in particular case, it was in India with working with an NGO. So I realized how easy it was actually to do this, you know, if we weren't trying to do big things, to try to build a soup kitchen ourselves or set up a foundation. (laughs) Yeah, so um, that's how like this idea was born. And then eventually I realized after implementing this in my own food company, I realized that, well, actually there are many other businesses out there. And all those business owners started their business because they cared about something maybe different issues, different things, but they cared about the different things. And if we could make it so easy for everyone to make a difference and do it through their business, not just personally donating, you know, once or four, um, then we could come together to transform all of the issues we have in the world. So that was the kind of idea. And then I sold my food business and moved to Singapore to start the B121 as the global giving initiative in 2007. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and what's,
0: so, what's so powerful about that is that you are just describing what, what every business owner experiences which is when you thought mm. you were going to do one thing at the start of that planning phase and actually mm. the reality is the reality is very different mm. um, but I I you know and look and look what's happened now you've got 260 million impacts out there so you know it really has it really has come round. um so I, I really I, I love the the power of the the starting small and just starting now I think that's really um just a, a wonderful thing for for all of us to think about really Mm. in terms of how we might do something differently um so b1g1 i read about with tom's shoes and Mm. warby parker the glasses Mm. Mm. and Mm. you know it it was it was a very early
1: concept would you say you were the first b1g1 actually tom's started in 2000 2006 and we didn't know them. And the B1G1 idea, like the implementation in my idea in my food company was actually in 2006. <laughs> and, but then we um, uh, basically launched the B1G1 in 2007, right? Like So uh, I wouldn't say like we oh, yeah, are the very well, the first one for one model <laughs> or anything, but um, I think we had a lot of learning in this space of, uh, Uh, integrating giving in business because even Tom's like what happened over the years in their journey was that initially Tom's started with uh, buy a pair of shoes and we will give a pair and they did that and because they became so successful doing that the number of pairs like they were giving millions of pairs of shoes and then when it became so big, they realized that actually um, these free shoes that they were giving away was creating actually competition with the local industry and creating some issues with the local people's lives because, you know, shoe merchants couldn't sell the shoes anymore because all the kids were getting free shoes. So there were unexpected things we often learn from. And I think that is kind of like uh, uh, the uh, reason why we focus on power of small, like working with so many different kinds of businesses. And we also don't try to facilitate like a product giving so it's not about the businesses giving their own products, like their shoes or their fashion items or whatever it is. But in B1G1, it's about sourcing their actual project activities that are creating impacts and that need to scale and grow and then list them. So there are a variety of projects available, but because all the businesses will naturally choose different projects. So we can actually fund all sorts of activities together gradually and then expand together and and bring in more projects as we grow. So that with that model, like a B1J1 is very different from the kind of well-known you know, one-for-one model like Tom's or Wolby Parker because these are good individual businesses giving away their products or contributing to a certain way. But B1J1 is really about the movement of all kinds of businesses. And yeah, so that like is our, uh, focus because we believe this that uh, you know when we, when we can do it together, then that um, change we create is more holistic.
0: Yeah. That's I didn't know that about about Tom's actually. And I followed them for, for
1: quite a while. But
0: of course, you know, it is they, they've the done
1: some great things recently. Like if you are interested, you can visit Tom's website today and find out more. But they shifted away from this like one for one, you know, that giving their own thing away model now. And they um actually like really trying, working on trying to optimize the way they create the impacts in a way that really like supports the communities around the world. So I really admire the way these organizations, you know, with courage, uh, uh, transform what they are doing, challenge the status quo. And and, and so, yeah, so it's always the learning journey that we are on. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. It's a school day every day.
0: Miss Ami, you you strike me as a very driven, um, inspirational individual who has had a a varied career. You're passionate about about food. You are passionate about giving and helping others. You've been a teacher, a translator, a food (laughs) chef. You're you're a you're a mother, and you're an award winning entrepreneur. How 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 do you do it all?
1: Um, I I don't feel like I'm doing much like as in I I probably work a lot uh, and but for me like everything is part of like joy of living (laughs) yeah like so um, throughout my journey I've been always fortunate to be doing what I love and um, when the opportunity came then that was opportunity to learn so you know Lots of things I did, it just uh, came to me and I I just enjoyed doing that. And then today um, we have B1G1, which is a a work that I love, like I enjoy so much of because it's not just about doing things, but it's about weaving, like connecting the dots of amazing individuals, amazing business people, as well as people from all kinds of different nonprofit organizations, you know, making things happen on the ground. And, and, and we, were, we are uh, in the position to be able to find these magic and, and, and connect to them so that they can create the great impact, not we, <laughs> you know? So that's like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm very lucky to be able to do that.
0: How would, your, um,
1: how would your children describe you, Masami? Oh, I don't know. They think I'm kind of childish <laughs> because, um, yeah, like, I don't probably behave like a, a proper business leader, like, or uh, even as a parent, I don't behave like a parent. I behave like a friend. And uh, you know, my my kids are today much older. Like uh, compared to when I first started my businesses, I had a young kids and then running the company, and so that was a challenging time to try to juggle everything. Today, uh, my daughter is twenty uh nearly 21 and my son is also teenager so having these two more grown up kids it gives me the freedom to be able to do more of the things like I want to do too and at the same time because of that then you know kids will probably make some compromise that the, their mom is always busy but when we are together we are kind of like like a bit like friends Yeah. <laughs> and, do you, and do you still kick Uh, yes I do but my daughter is more into cooking today (laughs) so she cooks more she's exploring all the different you know like uh, cuisines and um, yeah so I kind of sit back and then keep things simpler where when we were you know when I was running a food business of course that was kind of my profession and that what I did all the time and you know interestingly to me like all these things I've done in my life or occupation, it's always about the connection. Because I started to cook, because when I started to travel around the world and I couldn't speak English at that time. So for me, food was my expression. I couldn't speak well, I was very shy as well. So I didn't know how to express myself. But when I could cook, I could just prepare meals for the people I cared about, or you know, people invited me to their kitchen or stay with them, you know, like, oh, you can stay here as long as you want <laughs> because you are a good cook. <laughs> so it, food gave me so much opportunity for me to connect with people. And um, then eventually, what actually interestingly happened was you know, like uh, occupation, I think, uh, uh, problem that I started to dis- Developed like eczema on on my hands. And then I eventually had a difficulty, like, you know, cooking because if I touch food and then, you know, then it inflamed my skin and I was feeling really, really uh, uh, challenged by that at one point. But then what I realized was that the the reason why I was doing food was to connect with people. And I realized that in order for me to really connect with people, there are many other ways. And then, you know, today I work in the business of giving <laughs> and work with all kinds of businesses like accountants or uh, lawyers or dentists or uh, fashion brand, you know, uh, online store owners or so many different kinds of people. Um, what we do is to provide them the opportunity to make a difference, opportunity to give. And, and because that kind of gives me the nourishment of, you know, connecting with people so I don't need to cook anymore so much (laughs) (laughs) you just get your daughter to do it now (laughs) yes 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 she loves it so
0: (laughs) so Masami if if I was to jump on a flight to Singapore and come Mm. to your home what would your daughter cook for me
1: oh I don't know she will be able to cook anything you probably like say (laughs) then she will check it out like because these days you know kids can find like any recipe on Instagram and right like so yeah, she but they generally speaking, like uh, you know she will cook quite a lot of Asian food, but she's also like you know into any kind of cuisine and baking and all that too. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know
0: what the um the supposed national dish of Scotland is?
1: Oh, uh, sorry, I, I'm sure I had. <laughs> It's, uh, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: officially it's haggis. Yeah, haggis, yes. <laughs> but, but in certain places it's deep fried Mars bars. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
1: we have that in New Zealand. Really? As well, like uh, when we go to a fish and chip shop in New Zealand, then they, they, they can actually...
0: Do that fry mass <laughs> there you go there you go Scottish <laughs> tradition worlds over Missami it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you and find out more about uh, your work about you and um, and how you're inspiring other businesses to to do good in the world so thank you for everything that you do and thank you for spending time with us today.
1: Oh thank you so much for having me and thank you for listening whoever is listening <laughs> right
0: there. <laughs> thank you Masami. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I really love Masami's approach of the power of small. It's a great reminder of how making an impact is a marathon and not a sprint, but it's just about getting started. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back in two weeks with another one. Make sure to subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, then please, please leave us a five-star review. Until next time.